1: You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening
2: world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight.
1: Woo. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio.
3: Welcome to The Funniest Thing, Yes, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yes. You know what, Ed? What? Don't dig up fear what you planted in faith.
2: That is correct. Don't dig up in fear what you planted in faith. With the crabby mystic, when we have problems, we tend to focus all of our attention on them and then wonder why we continue to have them. If we choose to dwell on the good instead, we will attract even more good, and all seeming obstacles will dissolve away effortlessly. On this episode, Daryl and Ed reassure listeners that the good we desire is already available and will ever be waiting for our acceptance. And during the second segment, the Krabby Mystic, Sister Mary Leah Hill, keeps us open and receptive with today's daily word, which is divine order. Are you
3: ready to dive in with these, um, what would you call these? Affirmative three breaths.
2: Well, you know what's amazing is that, uh, some people might hear, hear what this breath is all about because today the air conditioning at Dots Studio, where we record middle school studios, uh... The door has to remain open because the air conditioner is not working, most likely because people have it turned to 90 degrees for some reason when we come here most of the time.
3: Yeah. And also, (laughs) just keep in mind that we're having a heat wave here where we're located in Los Angeles. Yes. And the forecaster just said... Good news, folks. Today is going to be the hottest day of the heat wave, and it's going to be cooling off after today.
2: Right. So all of that is to say, if you hear any noises, people making coffee, talking about business deals in the background, we'll know what it is, because let's take a deep breath to clear our mind here. Ah, My goods knocking at the door. My goods ringing the bell. Ah.
3: <laughs> My goods knocking at the door. Nice. My goods ringing the bell. Ah.
0: My, My goods knocking at the door.
4: My goods ringing the
2: bell. So open the door and let it in. Yes, <laughs> you know we got the the title from today's show from Lorraine Toner, who, who's just be mindful moments on Instagram. She was on our show all the way from Ireland, and we loved it so much. Don't dig up in fear what you planted in faith. And it is someone, Elliot. I uh, I have the name on my phone. Maybe later I'll find it. The person who that quote came from, because the tendency is. And this is like the trickiest thing I think about this stuff that we practice is right when our good is starting to happen, new things are happening. What it tends to do is trip up old fears and doubts and worries. It like pushes up. There's a, there's a, there's in the Bible where Jesus says, don't put new wine in old skins. The old skins are like our old thoughts, right? God's putting new life into us, and my old thoughts. The reason the being is the the new wine expands, and if the the old skins have no room to expand, they'll burst. Right, so we need new skins, we need new thoughts. But what happens is those old alarms start to go off at the very moment when we make dispositive decisions, and we have a lot of Daryl's got some great uh, readings and such to kick it off. But it's all about. This stuff can feel so frustrating sometimes. I don't know. I know Daryl can agree with this, right? You know, everything's going so well. I just got off for summer break. I'm going to relax tomorrow. But it's like right at that moment, all these other alarms start to go off in my brain, fears and doubts and worries that don't get on board with the good. And so at those moments, we have to know how to like like this saying here. This is a reason I'm saying this. Don't dig up in fear what you planted in faith that would be mean nothing if it was easy right all the time if we but sometimes we feel tempted to dig up our good out of fear like is it going to grow you know ah instead of trusting it because we planted it in faith because we were probably inspired that moment we knew we knew what we were doing when we planted it but sometimes the, you know the fear the devil if you will is whispering in your ear tempting you to dig it up oh it's not growing it's not you're not good enough for it to grow whatever maybe you didn't even plant the seed you know uh, all these crazy thoughts so ah yeah so well
3: the the thing i keep thinking of yeah. is um this the like if you're having those thoughts yes just be reassured right that throughout history we have examples yeah. of people even you know biblical stories right uh Jesus tells parables about it. Right. Paul even shares this with uh, people in Romans, which
2: I'll read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a great quote. And
3: even uh, Joshua and Caleb. Right. When Moses said, hey, guys, and he sent all those like 12 spots, 12 of his, you know, people to go check out the promised land. Right. Ten came back and said, I oh, don't know, man. It looks dangerous. I don't know. Right. But then two of them came back, Joshua and Caleb, said, what are you kidding me? It's beautiful. They brought back, you know, all sorts of right. evidence right. that it was the greatest place. But the old skins or the old thoughts of the um, the Hebrews who left Egypt was, yeah. I don't know. We were better off as slaves. It's because these old ideas, only because they're familiar in our subconscious, Yes. Even if they're bad, they they feel safe. Right, and the unknown to our subconscious doesn't feel safe. But we need to trust that God is on the road ahead. And here, this is from
2: Paul. Yes,
3: in Romans um, uh, chapter seven, verse twenty-two. Uh, to 25 now
2: is this from the message version or yeah. is this straight yeah so the message version is a bible we've talked about it a million times but it's translated from greek directly into english and it was given to us by sister jennifer from uh, the pauline sisters and we actually have a pauline sister coming on during the second segment yeah, sister so, mary leah hill so it all came together perfectly well
3: it's funny guess who wrote guess who wrote this Ooh. well their sisters.
2: oh man <laughs> Uh, But that's even so obvious. Yeah, Paul wrote this, and that's their, uh, what is that, their um, patron saint or something of their, I don't know what you call it, of their order, the (laughs) the, the founder of their order? I don't know, but I'm sure. Or who they model themselves after, because they like to use, just like Paul got the message out by any means necessary, they like to use all forms of modern media to get the word out. They have uh, red carpet nuns, they write about, you know, books about art and such, and um, so, yeah.
3: And, uh So Paul says this. Are you ready, Ed?
2: I'm ready. And tell me if this doesn't
3: sound familiar.
2: Let's hear it. Because this
3: could be any one of us talking to one of our friends. Yes. And it says, this is what Paul says. He says, it happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, and when he means do good, he means pursue his heart's desire. Right. Or to do something virtuous for others. Right. As soon as I decide to do good. Sin is there to trip me up. And we like to refer to sin as self-imposed nonsense. Right, These old skins of thinking, the doubts, fears, worries.
2: Yeah, the voices of possibly met well-meaning people from our past who told us, oh, you better stay safe. You can't do that. That's dangerous.
3: Yeah, but here he goes on to say, I truly delight in God's commands. But it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Yes. And that's the good news. That that delight means that whatever it is that we feel drawn to that seems more that seems beyond our yes. our um, capabilities at that time, but we feel joy about that idea, right. that goal, that dream. It means that 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 delight is actually God's command right and although not all of us delights in it we just need to stick and cheer on and listen to the part of us that does delight in right. it and I've came up, I've come up with three questions that I've been applying to myself and I realized I'm a good friend to myself when I question myself
2: yeah of course yes
3: and I don't mean question yourself, like, what are you doing? Are you sure about that? I don't right. mean like... Uh, or
2: question your worthiness or... Yeah,
3: I don't mean that. I mean, by asking myself these three simple questions, it's really been propelling me forward. It's been actually, I could feel my emotions inside, the yes. real me, the me of me, agreeing with these things. Right. And the questions are these. I wrote them down so because I think I know them in my head, but just to be... Just so I don't make any mistakes, I got them in my journal. I wrote, today I'm my friend because I questioned myself. And by questioning myself, I encourage myself. So number one question I ask myself when it's a heart's desire, whatever it is. Right. You know, how would it feel if my heart's desire, whatever the goal is for you, you know, write that book,
2: write right. that song. Right, right, start right. your
3: own podcast.
2: Right. You know,
3: whatever it is. How would it feel if my heart's desire was already made manifest? Yes. And when you put it that way, like if you ask yourself, how would it feel if my book book was already done? Or we talked about this a few weeks ago. How would it feel if my card was already in a museum gift shop for sale? Right. And you could feel your emotions respond and they feel good. Then throughout my day to keep from getting complacent because my mood will drop.
2: Of course. Yeah.
3: So I ask myself these two, you know? Right. One is, am I happy with the things I spend my time on? Right. And that's been helping me because I'll catch myself just droning along on Instagram longer than I need to. Right. And this kind of nudges me, not in a scolding way, like a mean parent, but it kind of goes, yeah, you know what? I'd rather... Do this instead. Right. And then the the other one, the last question I ask is, is what I'm doing giving to or taking from life? Yes. And that means within myself I could feel when we do the things that we really desire to do, right? Even if it's scary. And it could even be little chores around the house that we're putting off. Yes. As soon as I'm doing them, I could feel life starting to flow through me. Have you yes, noticed it? Yes, definitely. And, but, but when I'm not, or if I'm choosing to do something because I'm procrastinating, which is just another form of resisting going in the direction of that delight we're talking about, Yes, I could feel it taking from life.
2: Right, and it's, I can totally relate to this because the difference is, when I'm acting out of fear, because it's mainly like yes, like M.F. says, there's the main, there's nothing to deal with but your own thoughts, and when you realize that, that's the, because what happens is when the fears come up, they take our attention off of giving and enjoying life, and they put our attention on this conjured up fear. It's not even yes. real. So, the other day when I got that screw in my tire, real quick, what you just said reminded me of this, because and you were a part of this is is. It happened. Thankfully, I, I, I noticed it right when I was coming to see you so that you didn't make it worse. You helped me, even though part of me wanted, oh man, I was like sinking, ah, there's a screw because my, you know, my uh, alerted, the thing alerted me that the, the pressure in my tire was off. Thankfully, you helped me remember one, the ter- the, it's a screw. It's not going to, the air's not just going to, you know, I could continue to drive. <laughs> it, you know, it's not going to go, and yeah. two, um, that it's easy to get fixed. And you told me about your guy, which was like three blocks, whatever, a few blocks away in Clover City where I could get it fixed for 25 bucks, right? But the first thing I thought was, well, I'll just take it to Clo- I live in Santa Monica. I'll just take it to the VW place by my house, right?
3: Because his car's under warranty. Yeah, yeah, so...
2: It's right there. You could walk home. But I wasn't really sure about it that moment. So the next day, and the thing was, it felt like, part of me felt like, oh, I'm in trouble. I have to get it done instead of, oh, I can't wait to get this done. It'll be easy, right? And I'll be... Right. Kind to the people I meet along the way and such. Yes. So, what I did though, before I left, I was like, this VW thing doesn't feel right. Daryl's idea feels better, right? So, I was like, I am going to pay attention to the way I feel. This does not feel right. But I drove to VW. I tried to call Daryl, and rather than freak out and keep peppering him again and again, you know, nervously, I said, there must be a reason why I'm not getting in touch with him. I'm just going to go to the VW. I'll keep, uh, now that I'm in touch with how I feel, I'll make right. a good decision. I pull up, I start talking to this woman, and then, which was very friendly. She's from Australia. It was amazing. We, I love Australian people, so we start having a great conversation.
3: She was another customer.
2: Another customer, yeah, and. Some reason that just made me feel more at ease, right? And then this guy who's—he's not the guy who works behind the desk, and he's not the the mechanic. He's the guy who drives the cars and stuff in between. And oh, hanging. that's
3: the only guy to trust. So I taught, I saw him, and <laughs> I said, it's "True, yeah,
2: you're 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 spot on." Because I saw him, and I said, "Hey, buddy, how are you?" And he lit up like he remembered me well, like we were—I don't, you know, like best friends. That—that's because I was getting in this flow, and I was in a more of a giving state, and I just yes. said, "Hey, can you tell me?" do you think I should leave the car here now? Because it was kind of like one thirty in the day. You know, should right. I leave it now? Will they be able to do it? He goes, we're busy. What do you got? And I said, there's a screw here. And he said, oh, man, we don't we don't patch tires anymore. He's like, we only replace tires. Yeah, and remember they, I told you, that's yes. why I didn't want to go to VW because I noticed they've been running this weird, like everything's about kind of like pushing Selling for new, new tires. Yeah. So I took that intuition. I didn't ignore it. I heard him. And the best part was, this is where it all came from. He points across the street and he says, "Just take it across the street; they'll have you done in no time." I, I, that's where we take our cars. So I wrapped around the block. I talked to Daryl, and he's like, "Because I, I was still not sure if I, if I should take it there or to Daryl's guy." But I said, "You know what? Let me just check in." Daryl said, "Yeah, check in to see what it is." I, I, I talk, remember
3: I kept telling you, "I go, don't worry; it shouldn't be more than twenty five yeah, bucks." Saying, I go,
2: 25 bucks." They pull out the plug. They yeah. put it, and
3: I go, "It's amazing."
2: So the guy was super friendly. But like, I felt like a guy, this guy lives working on cars, no right. nonsense, he's you know not slick. He said, yeah, pull it in, we'll have it done in an hour, an hour, 20 minutes. So I did that. Then I, start, I said, I'll just walk around the neighborhood. I'll go walk to the, I call him the Stoner Brothers Surf Shop for reasons you could probably guess. And I had bought a board off them recently. I was, I'll just go tell them how much I love that surfboard. By the way, I didn't buy it off of Baby Boy Brian, my brother-in-law. I actually bought it new at a store. <laughs> but they gave me a great deal. Anyway, so I walked down there and... I come back and on my way, I'm starving. I haven't heard from them. And Daryl, and all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I don't know how much this is going to cost, right? And Daryl still said, oh, it's probably going to be 25 bucks. So I hung up and I was like, you know what? Daryl keeps saying, I have to be honest with myself. My mind was going like, what if it costs 100? And I was like saying, no, it doesn't matter. Even if it's 100, I'll pay it because it's worth it. I just want to drive my car. I love it. But then I said, no, I'm claiming it's going to cost 25 bucks. I'm claiming it's 25 bucks. I'm worthy of that. It's easy. Well, it's claiming the delight instead yeah. of the fear. Right. Like, I was it's just like opening. The Paul story. Yeah. I, I opened myself to a firm what you were saying instead of disavowing it or right. like letting that worried again that can't possibly be that good n- exactly Ugh. that voice that we used to think was that's rational the old skins. that's the old skin so, <laughs> so this is crazy so i i go i walk around i i'm starving so i get this really good meal nearby i walk back the thing's done and i'm like all right here's the moment i go hey how's my car he goes oh he just finished it he, they didn't even do the paperwork he's like and i said how much is it 30 bucks. And so I, I was already like, wow, 30 bucks. Close enough, right? Close yeah. enough to check yeah. I, I gave him cash. He gave him my key. I didn't even get any paperwork. He, he walked me around, showed me where the car was. But this is where my mind really got blown. I was driving away. And remembered I affirmed 25 bucks. Daryl affirmed right. 25 bucks. And it cost 30, right? Which I was already delighted with because that's so close. But then I remembered one thing that I left out. And I had forgotten about it totally until this moment. On my walk, I found... Underneath a bottle cap where it looked like some like uh hobover or lack of a better word had been drinking like there's like broken a half a bottle broken of some alcohol, like outside a bar, like on the street in this weird way. He someone looked like they had neatly put placed a five dollar bill under a bottle cap, and I had found five dollars on my walk. So the grand total of the whole thing cost twenty five dollars. And it wasn't so much even about the money, but just the way I kept stepping out of my own fears and affirming the good. And not digging up uh, with fear what I planted in faith and the way it all came around, the fact that it landed directly on the 25 bucks that alone, again, it wasn't about the money. It was just knowing that there's a divine source that imbues me with life and goodness and always takes care of me when I can find a way to just, like, dummy down, as we say, or just trust, have faith the size of a poppy seed or a mustard seed and just go with the flow and trust.
3: Yes. You know what's funny? We we read something and on uh, Alan Cohen we read a deep breath of life. That's yeah. another morning reader. All the books we read from, including the Message Bible that we talked we have a, talked about today, all those books are listed on our reading list, and uh, you can find that on DarylNed.com so you could get those books yourself. Yes, but there was one sentence. It wasn't a particularly great essay that day, right? But the thing that stuck out that we should all think about is. Asking for what you want is a prerequisite for getting it. Yes, and it's funny because um, I think a lot of times that I had to look at that and go, "Wait a minute!" A lot of times I don't ask because I'm f- afraid to hear no. Right, and it's crazy because yes, if I'm if. If I'm okay with no, by denying myself in the first place, by not even asking, right? then what's the harm in asking? But right. it's, but just watch for this, because that fear and the reasonable reasons why you shouldn't ask you know, at that moment are insane right. when you realize that you're just affirming no for yourself prior right. to even opening yourself up. So yes. I wrote this to, as a, this was a little affirmation that I wrote to myself to kind of, reinforce the positive end like you were saying in your story it's yeah i am open to receive all the great good god has for me right i enjoy a big happy surprising expectant life and it's funny because when we have sister mary leah hill on yes in the daily word and in the you know and it's mentioned many times you know have an expectant heart right In religions. Well, expectant heart means you're expecting with your heart good things.
2: Yes. It doesn't say go about with
3: a cautious heart.
2: No. It says no, have
3: an expectant heart.
2: You know, I'm glad you mentioned Alan Cohn. I just throw in too that there's a reading from Alan Cohn where he talks about like if if you're feeling a desire, it's because God placed that desire in your heart. He said it's like. There's, was it Alan Cohen that said, like, you smell? No, I don't think that was Cohen. I think that was um, from Frances Wilshire that I'm thinking about, where she says, like, you, it's like you smell the smell of coffee brewing and you know the coffee is there. That's like the desire wow. is telling us that it's there. So, what Daryl and I are suggesting, it's actually healthier to affirm the true desire, not, yes. not what you think you can get. Or might be able to get, but affirm the good that you, because God's the one who put that good in your heart. Yes. Yes.
3: You know what? We were. I was going to read three Emmett Fox readings, but now we're down to this one, because, right. yeah. you know, this show takes on a life of its own. I know.
2: I had no, I forgot all about that story. And then I like, No, it's yeah. perfect, because okay,
3: wait good. till you hear this. This yeah. is going to blow your mind that we have this reading. This uh-huh. is actually from today, June 17th, wow. ladies and gentlemen, and around the year when Emmett Fox, it's called Raise the Shades. Yes. And the first line says it all. We do not have to create good. We do not have to persuade God to be love or life or truth or intelligence. We do not have to ask him to remember us. We could not ask for any good. Fundamentally, evil is a false belief about the power and availability of good. If we draw down the shades in every room in a house, that house will be in darkness and is likely to become damp and unhealthy as well. No matter how brightly the sun may be shining outside, salvation, which also means solution. Yes. The solution consists in raising these shades and opening the windows. Then yeah. he does the rest. And here are just some notes.
2: Oh, yes. To
3: consider that I jotted down. You get these books, I like them in paper better than on my device because Same. I can yeah. jot notes in. That I see the following year, and I go, Wow, that really is helpful. And I wrote, Just believe in good, and all will go well. Yes. Drop all else. It feels bad because it's false. Right. Just believe in good, have hope, and God does the rest. Yeah. And finally, What is the happiest thought I could have in this situation? Right. Believe that. And you know, it's funny, that could be actually, you could hear that's something like Jesus would say, Look, guys. What's the happiest thought yes. you can have in this situation? Because that's what he taught. Right. What's the What's the thought? The happiest thought you can have in this situation, and believe that.
2: Yeah, and if you need physical proof, like the you know we talked about this before, but there's this thing in in, in education because that's called um, the affect, affective filter, and when we're in fear. We can't learn because the, these chemicals get released in our brain. They actually shut down our ability to like receive higher order thoughts, like creativity, inspiration. Because our, that fear actually chemically shuts us down. This is like science. We are we are designed to function at our best when our heart is full of love and our mind is full of joy. And that's I mean, I'm not the the what do you call it? Someone who's a the, theologian, but there is is that Paul also who says like anything that's good. Meditate on these yes, things. Yes, yes. Medi- because for every one thing, yes. our mind is also a fo- focusing mechanism that Daryl once pointed out to me so well. Like the iPhone camera, like when you try to take a picture of the moon and then you look at it and it's so tiny. It's because our mind actually automatic. our eyes focus on things way more than we think it brings it into yes. our focus. So, But our mind is the same way. If we focus on these tiny little problems where we are actually uh, negating a million more great things that we could be focusing on. And a lot of what we teach is the ability, like you said, to lovingly question ourse- our own yes. thoughts, lovingly question ourselves so that we can realize, because the world is responding to our thinking and the way we're feeling. So, and we actually can shift out of that. And yes. that actually takes the willingness to question what we're thinking and look at what's going on within us and turn ourselves back over to a place of joyous expectancy.
3: This is perfect timing.
2: Oh, wow. Is it time for break now? Yes, it is. I can't wait because that means coming up next, the crabby mystic sister Mary Leah Hill, all the way from Boston, keeps us open and receptive with today's daily word, divine order. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. Today's show is called Don't Dig Up in Fear What You Planted in Faith with the Crabby Mystic, Sister Mary Leah Hill, who will be coming up in just a moment. All right, Daryl, you got a quick reading for us?
3: Yes. Um, now, Unity has a lot of uh, free pamphlets and booklets, and we have a link on our website. Yes. Where you can get these. And like we mentioned, they're, they're non denominational and they're, they're, yes. they're usually um, topic specific. So whatever your needs are, you could find, whether it's grief or in this case, this one is the spiritual journey from addiction to recovery. So if any of our listeners know someone or themselves who's in recovery or may need reassurance to move in that direction, this is a great booklet. And I found a great uh, nugget in here, a great tool. So this, uh, it's it's from one of the writings and I just want to say, I'm just going to read this because this says it all. And the person writes... I developed a mantra, ASAP, you know, ASAP, yeah, yeah. get it to me, ASAP. Right, right, right. So he or she uses it this way. As soon as possible, always say a prayer. Always, always say, say a, prayer. a prayer. I love that. And her go-to or his go-to prayer is, God is solving this.
2: Oh, that's so big. That's so big.
3: So now, anytime you see ASAP, hopefully, this seared into your brain like it did mine, always say a prayer. God is solving this.
2: Oh, and by the way, I found out, I found the original quote. That uh, we got off Lorraine Toner's site Which is Don't Dig Up in Doubt What You Planted in Faith by Elizabeth Elliott We like to give credit where credit is due Yes we do uh, Sue Hodgson sends us a daily email If you want to get on that list let us know But today's was from Mary Kupferly. the It's an inspiring email with a quote from a Unity teacher Mary Cupferly from Let Go and Let God Handle It Said Place yourself in God's care Give your loved ones to God's gentleness and compassion Turn your life over to divine wisdom with complete confidence. Tell yourself again and again, yes, God, I'm willing to let go. I'm ready to let you handle it all. Take a deep breath, and as you release it, know that everything is in God's tender, loving care. That's what I love about I love this quote because this show is really about recognizing that our own minds are going to go all over the place. That's why, if you like this show, it's probably because Daryl and I admit that that's what our minds do. We don't pretend yes. to be gurus who reached a state where we never have to deal with this stuff. That would, that would be absurd.
4: Yeah,
3: and even Paul does. That's right. I, I mean, I mean, anyone worth his salt
2: is going to admit those things so they can be an
3: inspiration to others.
2: That's right. That's why all, I mean, I once heard a priest say that we're all here, we're all saints on this journey, and all the Catholic saints uh, represent Someone who dealt with something that was a human, what would you call it, like a character defect, defect. or whatever you want to call and, it. And how they overcame. It's like, yeah, and how they surrendered it to yes, God. Not yes. not how, oh, we were born perfectly. You know, it's as humans, we all have these, and that's why we love Sister Mary Leah Hill, who's coming up in a moment. Let's take a moment to thank our listeners. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing the show. Um, if you like it on the podcast app, r- rate it, review it. All of those things help other people to hear the show. We actually have a couple re- or a review from uh, the podcast app that we just found from like a year ago, which is awesome. Anyway, funniest thing. If you want to mail us uh, anything, funniest thing, PO Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We love going into our PO Box and finding something fun. Uh, you can check out our website, DarylNed.com. You can also reach us there through the um, contact form. We also have a Facebook fan page where you can watch us on Facebook Live um, throughout the week. And uh, that's the funniest thing with Daryl and Ed on Facebook. So we want to thank our chief engineer, Jeff Comfort, each week. He takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Shout out to the prayer line, which is Silent Unity, which is the cornerstone of what Unity really was all about. 800 Now Pray. 800-669-7729. Uh, they also have a, an app, the letter U, the word pray, where you can type in your apps or you can press one button to call them. And um,
3: You mean type in your prayer?
2: Oh, thank you. Type in your prayers. Yes, I appreciate that. You don't want to type in your apps. You want to type in your prayers. and They will pray 30 days affirmatively with you. They will send you a, a letter or an email, a, uh, affirmative letter or email if you desire it. I highly recommend using it because sometimes when you're so tempted to dig up in fear or in doubt what you planted in faith, it's so helpful to reach out to someone else who's not under the illusion of fear to help you pray yeah. and remember what's real. Once Because our souls delight in hearing the truth. The truth really does set us free. And the truth is not these details or these specifics about our situation. The truth is the nature of who we are, that we are divinely supported and loved. And all we have to do is let go of our own misunderstandings and judgments and flow with life so one of the things we read every morning in our morning routine which we always recommend which is just basically inspired reading uh, some form of meditation or being still and then some form of affirmative prayer even if it's an affirmative to-do list is the daily word you can go to darylnett.com read the daily word every day it refreshes at the bottom of our homepage, or just go to dailyword.com you can read it for free every day or order it for yourself they've been around for what like a hundred years now almost yes and um,
3: oh yeah, a hundred years it's, yeah. you know it's the it's the longest continually published periodical in the united states
2: that's incredible so um someone to help us uh, read discuss the Daily word, but also just talk about um the subject of today's show and share about living a life of faith and stepping out boldly in faith is uh a good friend of ours known as the Krabby Mystic. She's an author. She's a nun. She is someone who, who uh, She's gets us laughing. She's yes. a lot of fun. <laughs> Her name is Sister Mary Leah Hill, all the way from Boston. How are you today, sister?
4: I'm wonderful. How about you all?
2: Oh, man. We we're, are doing great. Yeah, we're just happy you're here. Yeah. And you're reminding us that even though we're kind of hot, you guys are probably a lot hotter out there.
4: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No? We're doing the cool.
2: Oh, okay, cool. It hasn't it hasn't <laughs> heated up just yet?
4: Oh, we did hot already. Oh, I see. It might be in fall for all I know. Oh, ah, wow. Well, we that's a that blessing. Summer.
2: <laughs> I see. I see. Considering summer hasn't even officially kicked off, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, one thing we always ask our guests is um, that you, we know you've been listening for the whole first segment and such, and we just want to see if you had any thoughts that have been bubbling up in your mind while you're listening that you might want to share?
4: Oh, well, um, I was, I've was i been looking at a little quote from, um, actually, it's from Pope Francis. I don't know the source okay. of it. It's what you were talking about, and it's just a little sentence as says, joy is a fearful thing. We must be brave to submit to
0: it. Mm.
2: Nice. We
4: need to sub- submit to it joy, which is actually the spirit of God. But sometimes, like you said, we're all tangled up in ourselves, and we don't hear or see the inspirations that are coming to us. Right. Joy is, is a fearful thing to be joyful sometimes.
3: Yeah, you know, it's funny. We actually did an episode titled, End the War on Joy, because oh. it's so easy <laughs> for you know, the world in general, Mm -hmm. to seem like it's not okay. Like you're saying, joy is a fearful thing. It's not okay to just be joyful. How dare you? Right. Even though, you know, joy is the strength of the Lord. But we forget that and we start thinking, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. That's not safe. But it is because it really means... The, the the fearful portion of it for me means I really have to allow myself to be vulnerable and what I mean in a a healthy sense of trusting God so I could drop my sword yeah and let love flow through me right and then it's it's it really is a wonderful place to be in but it but it really mm-hmm. does you know my brother was asked once how how do you you're always happy. How do you do it? My brother told his boss, and my brother's a federal agent. And they were wondering, "You're always so happy, Eric. What's what, what's going on?" He goes, "Are you kidding me? It takes a lot of work to be this happy, but it's worth. It's the work that's <laughs> worth it because it just means always disarming myself."
2: Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah. Because the temptation is when our own fearful mind acts up to then. Believe that those judgments are real and like take them out on other people, or you know, I'm saying we don't. We we're we're actually um, recommended that we make peace with our adversaries quickly, right? Like the Jesus was all about us practicing forgiveness, self forgiveness, letting go of those illusions. uh, You know, not judging the speck in someone else's eye when we have a log in our own, and uh, (laughs) because when we have that log, we act in ways that seem so real and necessary in the moment, only later to find out, man, that was a full misunderstanding on my part, right? I was just totally stressed out and in fear, and I thought that that person was to blame, and then I wish I had never said that.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yes. so um, let's see here. Should we get into the Daily Word? Let's hear what the Daily Word has to say.
4: Okay. Let me read it. Yes. Uh, it's, (laughs) It's called Divine Order. I plant seeds of hope and harvest the fruit of success. To harvest ripe fruit, I must first plant a tree in nurturing soil where it can get sunshine and rainfall. The tree must grow strong before the fruit appears and is ready to eat. Likewise, when I wish to harvest the fruits of my efforts, I begin by taking good care of myself. Tending to the well-being of my spiritual self aligns me with the truth that I am a being endowed with strength, wisdom, and love of God. Before any undertaking, I ground myself in that truth, ready to take the steps necessary to bring my efforts to fruition. With patience, I plant the seeds of my success and wait with a grateful expectant heart for the results of my labor to yield their fruit in season as st paul says in the second corinthians 4:16 so we do not lose heart even though our outer nature is wasting away our inner nature is being renewed day by day
2: yes wow Let's see if I can find. Um, that's awesome. I'm trying to find. We looked up the the message version of that quote, which we got from um, that Bible from Sister uh, Jennifer in uh, uh-huh. in Culver City, and and uh, she likes to read it alongside the Catholic version, so that she you know it's the just King kind James. Of the King's, I think, yeah. She uh, likes it because it kind of sheds like, you know, modern English, and it gives you more, something to reflect on mm-hmm. in that term, in those terms. So, so 2 Corinthians four sixteen, right? Is that what yep, we're reading? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so 16 through 18 yeah. says, in the, in the message version it says, so we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace, these hard times are small potatoes compared to the good, the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. Ah.
4: <laughs>
2: I like that. You know, one of the reasons we love you, Sister Mary Lee Hill, you have... You know your book, complaints of the saints, and uh, mm-hmm. blessed are the stressed, and we can relate to these things. So, like in your own, you share because this show is so perfect for for you. Because I feel like it's our complaints and our judgments that will tempt us to dig up what what we've already planted in faith. What God would have us, you know, would would have us yield, and a lot of times these fears and these things pop up in our brain and then we're tempted to dig the whole thing up and God's going, wait, where'd you go? You know, like (laughs) the good is still happening. So I was wondering, (laughs) yeah. So, so how do, what do you do to encourage yourself and encourage others to, to, to remain in faith even when things don't necessarily look like they're going the way you want them to?
4: Well, sometimes when things, you know, you really have some doubts about this or that. I always think, how many other people are believing right at this moment or down through history, you know, no matter what was going on, they still had their full faith in what the Lord taught us, what he said. And so, you know, even though I might be having a, a little doubtful moment or a doubtful moment about my own faith or whatever, I, I latch on to all these other folks. And I'm lucky enough to live in a big community of nuns. Right. So, you know, while one of us might be, you know, hanging by a tea leaf. There's a whole bunch of others <laughs> who are having a wonderful time, believing and trusting and hoping, and all of those good things.
2: I love that. So we just look around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's like I, you know, I, I teach in a public school and I do a weekly meditation with the kids, and I like slide these principles oh, in. Nice. You know, so but one of the things that kind of goes along with that is I tell the kids, and they're only first graders, or my students with special needs who are in third, fourth, and fifth grade, and I just give them like a simplified version, which is any moment if you're having, if you're feeling alone or you're feeling lost, just know there's other people. If you just take a moment to meditate or relax and think about the good, there's people all around the world thinking about that good at the same time as you are. And you're not really alone. Your mind may tell you you are, but if you just take a breath, the solution is there. There's someone around you that you can reach out to. And so I I love that because our mind gets, my mind really does sometimes believe I'm the only one. This is the most right. important thing in the world, and there's no one who can help me but me. I'm. And it's got to you know, be like,
3: taken care of now,
2: yeah. Or else, yeah. And that's that's why we always remind people to treat the concern first before you go out and try to treat the condition that you think is going on. First, find the place of peace where you know that you're divinely supported and that there's others around you who can help you. Because I got I, I think all three of us are crabby. Darrell, I used to call crabby something. My mom, my my. You're not crabby. Oh, we on the show, but you know, this is showtime, baby. My wife yesterday started, or two days ago, started calling me the grouchy guru. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, you know how you you have no idea how perfect that is with our with sister Mary Leah Hill coming and Daryl. So I think all three of us have found each other for a reason.
3: Wait a second. When when's your birthday? You don't have to tell us the year. When's your birthday, Sister Mary Leah Hill? Oh me. Yeah.
4: Oh August thirtieth.
2: Okay, because I
3: was wondering if we were all cancer.
2: I gotta tell you though, my wife's and my yeah. grandmother's birthday are both on August thirtieth.
3: Isn't this crazy? It's really? amazing. I asked. I was expecting. Oh, wow. I was. A- I had an expectant heart for one thing, but yeah. it turned out
2: to be a better than expected answer. Yeah, that's amazing. And I just had a dream about my grandmother who uh, passed maybe uh, fifteen, sixteen. I don't know, more than maybe seventeen years ago now. But it seems like it was. It was yesterday, and I was just. In my dream, I was crying because sometimes I still—it's uh, my like deep inside—I still miss her. She was like always around growing up, and she was like a second mother to me. So it's it's funny because I've heard that uh, it said that if 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 you think about someone who has passed, there that means they were thinking about you first. So it's kind of cool that my grandmother is wait, uh, coming up right now.
3: Wait, okay, so Sister Mary Leah Hills, the crabby mystic. What does your wife call you?
2: Grum- uh grouchy guru.
3: Grouchy guru. It's funny because just to let you know I'm the same my wife I was saying something the other day Mm -hmm. and she goes you're always so grumpy Mm -hmm. and I said yeah I said but you are too and she said yeah but I'm not a guru
2: (laughs) yes oh god she's amazing that's why we love her (laughs) yeah Oh yeah. my God, oh my God! This is
3: just the show yeah. I needed.
2: Yeah, I love that tool <laughs> of just remembering that we can latch on to other people's face. Another thing, sometimes when I'm like feeling really um, caught, up, you know, caught up or bought into my own complaints, and my I, again, Sister Mary Leah Hill has a book called "Complaints of the Saints." We recommend it. It's what's prayer in you? Is that the other another one of your books? Yeah,
4: yeah, that was the first one. And yeah. blessed
2: are the stressed. So all of these yeah. books are fantastic. Yeah. We highly recommend them. Well, that's how we found you, by the way. Yeah, we also highly recommend them because they're easy to read. They're short essays,
3: so they're easy to digest. Yes. And it's in plain English. Yeah. And it'll just give you sometimes the medicine. Just by flipping through the pages, Yeah, you'll end up on a page that goes, oh, my God, that's just what I needed to be reminded
2: of. Yeah, we need, like, Daryl and I are... Uh, have the attention span that requires one to two paragraphs and then we need the medicine in those paragraphs. We can't read the whole book to get to the, uh, the shocking conclusion. But, yeah. but I was going to say the whole, just like you said and just like I mentioned with my kids, sometimes though when I'm really stressed, sometimes if I just imagine looking down on the scene where I'm sitting right now, say in the studio, but I start to picture the people around me. There's people out here working. Daryl's here. You're here on Boston. Just getting that overhead view makes me see one, there's a bigger picture going on than what's going on between my ears, and two, that this is a divinely guided plan of some sort that's way bigger, like, God, is this, this whole thing is flowing in ways that I can't even understand, and when I get into that relaxed openness, that's when God can come through with the solutions for me, and uh, a lot of times— the best way to do it is to be of service to others, like get out of my head, give joy, even just text someone something affirmative, you know, just remind someone else how amazing they are, those type of things that get me out of like clinging to these fears and just open me up <laughs> to, the, to the kingdom with, which is within, which is what Jesus said, you know.
4: Yeah, too often we, we find ourselves telling God what we think he's thinking a- oh right.
3: yes, you are not <laughs> kidding, and it's never good. I'm never telling God no. good things. Right. I mean that I think He's thinking right. It's, it's always the worst. It really yeah. is. Yeah, that's why I like that that one little um, tip where it's what is the happiest thought you could have in this situation? What is the nicest thing? That you can imagine God right. is thinking about you. Believe that. Right. And it's a tool you could use. It's not always easy to believe it because sometimes when I like, this is silly. Right. I'm just telling myself this. But I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm really choosing to believe it now. And yes. it, and when you do and it clicks, you're like, Oh my goodness, what a difference.
2: What was I thinking? Right. Yeah. Wasn't it Paul that said hard. Go ahead, sister, go ahead.
4: Oh, and I was just going to say, because God always, is always loving us. Yes. He's always yes. thinking well of us. Yes. hoping he's in the corner, you know, <laughs> rooting us on. Uh, right. He, and we're he, we're, he, we're he, thinking he's there with thunderbolts to zap
2: us. Right. Yes. Yeah, thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. But wasn't it Paul that said, finally, yes. brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely— Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things.
4: Mm, yes.
2: And that's what he's saying. Like, Just find something other than the craft that, excuse me, sister, but the craft that, is, that you're thinking about right now and meditate on that. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's, stop, just. It's, it's,
3: it's that other little slogan we've heard many times,
2: which is feed your faith, not your fears. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. Sister, we love you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us. Hang on the line, though, for a minute. We have a, sis- we have a story out of TMZ from Boston. We're not sure if it's true or if it was really you that was there. In that was, storm. yeah,
3: on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
2: so, okay, so what, but what we're being told is, let's see, you're going to be the um, rabbi, right? Okay. Sister Mary Leah Hill was sitting next to a priest and a rabbi on an airplane. She could not help but eavesdrop on these two spiritual leaders. After a while, the priest turned to the rabbi and asked, Is there still a requirement of your your faith that you not eat pork? The rabbi responded,
3: Yes, uh, that is one of our laws.
2: The priest then asked, Have you ever eaten pork? To which the rabbi replied, Yes, on one occasion I did succumb to the temptation and tasted a ham sandwich. The priest nodded in understanding and went on with his reading. A while later, the rabbi spoke up and asked the priest,
3: Father, Is it still a requirement
2: of your church that you remain celibate? The priest replied, yes, that is still very much a part of our faith. The rabbi then asked him,
3: Father, have you ever fallen
2: to the temptations of the flesh? The priest took a deep breath and sighed, yes, rabbi, on just one occasion I was weak and I did break my faith. The rabbi nodded understandingly and remained silent, thinking for about five minutes. Finally, the rabbi said, Beats a ham sandwich, doesn't it? (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see here. Here comes the funniest thing. (laughs) (laughs) What did the cat drag in? Sienna Ollier from France says, hey, when will we know how Daryl, Stephen, and Ed met? Want to give like a a 10-second synopsis of that?
3: Yeah, I actually bumped into Stephen Tom Thorpe out here in California. Yes. And he mentioned he was from Chicago. Well, Illinois, Illinois, no, Indiana, Indiana, and I thought, wait a minute, he's not going to know my friend who lives in Indianapolis, but I said, what part of Indiana? He said, Indianapolis. I go, do you know Matt Pazzarelli? He said, oh my God, yeah. Matter of fact, he gave me a bunch of numbers to call. Now, mind you, Stephen Tom Thorpe had been out here for two years. He gave me a bunch of, uh, wait, no, he only gave me one number. Oh my God. The number Matt Pazzarelli gave Stephen Tom Thorpe two years prior to meeting me by accident
2: was my number. Incredible. All right. Youth Player 78 on Apple Podcasts, um, uh, what's it called? Commented. So glad you came back. I love the silly, relaxed, and real way you speak about unity mindset. Missed you and glad you are back. Much needed. Barbara Weatherman went to Facebook Live uh, on Saturday at 4 to meditate with Ed and said, Thank you, Ed. Watching a little late. So appreciate what you do and hearing all the good words. Oh, my God, Ed, it's my favorite group. It's the Way Out. From the Flintstones. Should we sing out of here?
3: Yeah. Yes. There's a place where I can go. (laughs) 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 That's where I want to be. Wait, no. What am I reading?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go here.
3: We're going way
2: out, way way out. out. That's, That's where, where the fun, fun is, is way out. Way out. <laughs> That's where the sun is <laughs> way out. Way visit, out. Visit
3: <laughs> <down and laughs> dot com to find easy links for everything we do. And thanks for being a part of funniest <laughs> thing on Unity
2: Online Radio. We're going way, way out,
0: way out. That's where the, the fun is
2: way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>